bow your heads just for a minute and just thank Jesus 
that he made a way for you. He not only made a way for you, he made a way for everyone. Let's just thank him for that just right now. Lord, we just come to you today, Lord, and we thank you. God, we just thank you that you made a way for us.
Stop working, you never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. Never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you darkness my god that is who you are you are way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you are you may be seated this morning Okay, if you have your Bible with you or your electronic device, Matthew chapter 26, 33 through 46, working our way to Easter, took a, taking a couple weeks off from the book of Hebrews, and last week was in the upper room, this morning is in the garden, and next week on Easter is not in the tomb. So in the upper room, in the garden. And not in the tomb. This morning, of course, is in the garden. Matthew 26, 33 through 46. An outline of this uh, 
On the back side of your announcements, you like to use that. Most of it will be on the screen also. Let's uh, pray together before we read the scripture. Lord, as we come into your house, uh, thank you for the songs, and not only for the words of the song, which are very important, but the heart of the song. Thank you for those who sang, those who, who lead when we sing, uh, not only for the words, as vitally important as they are, but for the heart of those who lead. Help us as we look into your word and in the garden, as Jesus prayed in the garden, my prayer this morning is that we would get it, that we understand what Jesus went through, kind of, the best we can, but that we see ourselves there. As we see Jesus in the garden, Lord, help us to see me. Help us to see ourselves. Help me to see me. And help all of us to see ourselves in the garden as we pray. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, Matthew 26, beginning at 33, and what I want to do is this thing, uh, conversation Jesus has with Peter is not in the garden, but I wanted to cover that as a couple verses. So this happens, this conversation between Jesus and Peter happens just before they go into the garden. Peter answered and said to him, to Jesus, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. And Jesus said to him, Jesus said to Peter, Assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Stop right there. Don't you get the feeling when you read that that Peter meant it? I, I do. You know, do you think Peter meant it? He didn't come through. He didn't, he didn't do what he said he'd do. But don't you think he meant it? I do. I think he meant it. You ever, you ever said yourself or heard somebody else say, but I really want to bring it back to you, to me, of uh, I said something and I meant, I meant it when I said it. I meant it. But I didn't follow through with it. I didn't do it, whatever it was. So remember that. Keep that in your mind. Then Jesus, now we come to the garden, the garden of Gethsemane. We'll read down to 46. Then Jesus came with them, with the disciples, to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of, two sons of Zebedee, which are James and John. So Peter, James, and John. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. And he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. And went a little farther and fell on his face and he prayed. So, so he, his, he, has, he has separated himself from the three disciples a little bit. And I think another writer says a stone's throw. And he prayed saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples, to those three, and he found them sleeping. And notice he doesn't necessarily say it to all of them, but they could all hear, as he said to Peter. Remember? 
what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Probably an hour ago. And I know this is not the denial. This is not the denial of Jesus. He just fell asleep while Jesus prayed. But just an hour ago, Peter had said, hey, if everyone else deserts you, I won't. And along with, and as we go, verse 41, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And of course, the cup he's talking about drinking is uh, dying on a cross the next day. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And of course, he's talking about talking about Judas. So, the title, the title of the message is in the garden, but two parts. Look up and look over and look up. Now, just real, real quick. Uh, last week was in the upper room, so we, we mentioned this quite a few times. There could have been up to thousands of disciples of Jesus at one time, uh, points along the way in, in his life, his earthly life. So, it uh, there could have been thousands, hundreds of disciples, but last week in the upper room, he takes 12 apostles and goes into the upper room with them. He knows that his time is short, and so he wants to spend uh, that night, that supper, with 12 men who really loved him. If you recall, it's not so much that he loved the 12 more, it's that the 12 loved him more. And so he goes from thousands to hundreds to 12. And these are people who are really devoted to him. So that's the supper. He goes into the garden that same night. So they leave the supper room and go into the garden area. And he goes from now 12 apostles down to three, Peter, James, and John. And he's in the garden, takes them into the garden to pray. He knows what's next. He, he, he understands. He sees what the, the cross is. And he's just uh, being God and being man. He's just tore up, as we say, on, on the inside, dreading it. He just dreads what he knows that he's going to have to go through. So he takes the three, probably what we would consider the three most devoted men to him. He doesn't love them more, but they probably love him more. At least they say they do. And you recall what Peter said, and if you caught that little bit at the end, so said them all, we'll never desert you. We'll never, we'll, we won't ever leave you. We'll never let you down. So he goes into the garden praying. And of course, as we just read, they, they, it's not that they, they failed him, but in a way, it, it kind of has, that, has that, that feel to it, doesn't it? As he's praying, he asks, can't you, can't you watch with me? Can't you pray with me an hour? And the answer is no. Yeah, no. Now, we might say we could, but frankly, we just, we're not going to. Uh, so he's by himself. 
everyone else has either left or they're just not up to it or, you know, whatever. But Jesus is there by himself in the garden praying. So it comes down to it's Jesus and the Father. It comes down to the only one Jesus can really count on is the Father. You see where I'm going, right? I want you to see Jesus in the garden. I want you to get it. I think you do. It's not that hard to get, but I want you to see yourself there. It comes down to the only one I can count on, really count on, the only one I can really count on is the Father. Now, once you see yourself there, I don't think probably you're going to experience things like this a whole lot in life. I don't think you're going to experience it often, like every month, probably not every year. But most of us, if we live a good long life, are probably going to be able to count on one hand, maybe two, but probably on one, situations that we find ourselves in. Things have grown so dim and so bleak and so what we call bad that there's just, I can't count on anyone else but the Father. And, you, and you're going to find yourself, as you walk this Christian walk, you're going to find yourself in places like that a few times in your life. I hope it's not often. What it is, is I just can't count on anyone else. I just cannot count on anyone else. I don't, all right, next screen. Have you ever felt like no one understands? You, have, have you ever felt like no one understands me? No one, un, no, why? Because they don't. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I, I do this, and maybe I shouldn't do this, but when somebody comes to me with needing help, I try to encourage them, and they'll say, you know, no one understands. And my reply is, oh, yeah, yeah, they do, but I know down deep sometimes they don't. No one understands me because sometimes they don't. I, uh, I'm not going to tell you my shoe size, but I'm going to use this as an analogy. I got on a pair of shoes. There are probably some men in the room who wear the same size shoes I do, as I do. There's not a woman in the room. There's probably not a woman in Truman or Jonesboro that wear the same size shoes. As I. She's quite a woman if she, if she does. Uh, Boy, I, sh I shouldn't have said that, okay? I should not have said that. I'm not going to tell you what size of shoe I wear. Uh, there's probably some men in the room who wear the same size shoe, but you know what? It's not the same shoe, right? You, you know what I mean? It's not the same shoe. Now, you might get close, but it's not the same because none of us are the same. It feels like no one understands because sometimes they don't. I'm going to get a little harsher, not harsher, more discouraging than that. Sometimes it feels like no one cares. You know, you know why? Because sometimes they don't. It feels like sometimes no one loves me. You know why? Because sometimes they don't. Man, you're real encouraging today. I, I know it. 
But that's where we are with Jesus in the garden, and that's where we are sometimes. I, I hope you don't encounter this a lot, but sometime, somewhere along the way in your life, you are going to encounter this. You are going to go through this. No one cares. No one understands. No one loves me because they don't except the Father, except the Father. There's going to be times where everyone else deserts you except the Father. Except the Father. Not going to be often. But there are going to be those times. And I want you to remember the message when you go through that. Okay. That, you know, why don't people understand? Why don't they care? Why don't they? Because every one of us are in the room. And everyone who would watch this. It, we're all afflicted with the same thing. Humanity. We're all afflicted with that, with that same thing. And, 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 and all you really got to do is think and look at it like, like this. Everyone around you, in a way, in a certain sort of way, is really just like you. In that, we all make mistakes. We all have bad days. We all have days where I'm, I'm not on like I should be. I don't love like I should. We all have days where I'm not as understanding as I should be. We all have days that I just don't care as much as I did, you know, last week. And so we all treat each other like that. We all have bad days. I was talking to somebody before church. We have a, we have, uh, we have a small group, we have a small group that meets on, on Thursdays at noon. Okay, and I uh, teach that. So every Thursday at noon, I'm supposed to, I get to, I get to teach, okay, Bible. One Thursday, uh, the food pantry in town called me and said, hey, we had a big truck come in. Is there any way you can help unload the truck? It was Thursday before noon. I said, yeah, I bet, yeah, yes. So I, I go, and I'm working at the food pantry, un unloading the truck, just, and I lost track of time. And frankly, I hate to admit this, I forgot about the small group at, at, uh, on Thursday at noon. I was just so busy with the truck. I came home and I started getting my lunch. I look out the, look out the win window and Peggy and Mike drive up in, in, a, in their truck. And I look out and say, well, I wonder what Peggy and Mike's doing here. Oh, that's what, <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be over there teaching a small group. Ah, that, you know, I don't think the, the small group cared. They, they knew I had stuff to do. But that bothered me. Man, it bothered me. I don't do stuff like that. Except when I do <laughs> stuff like that. You know, I just, I just don't ever forget things like that until I do. That, that, I, I picked out something that, you know, is not that big of a deal. But I've messed up a whole lot worse than that. And I don't want to tell you about that. I messed up. I have let people down a whole lot more than that. And I don't, I don't want to tell you about that. There's times that, you know, usually I, I like to think, I want you to think that I love and that I care and that I un understand. But you know what? I have bad days too. And sometimes, I don't, I don't even want to tell you this, but sometimes I go through the motions. Sometimes I fake it until I make it. You say, I can't believe you do that because we all do that. We're all afflicted with the same thing, humanity. We're humans. And so I need you 
And I want you to be a little more understanding that not everybody understands. And I want you to, to, to understand that, 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 that sometimes there's going to be these times where everybody lets you down except the Father. Okay? Except the Father. Your pastor is very, very far from perfect. Thankfully, I serve a father who is perfect. And I can go to him with anything. I can tell him anything. I can tell him about my mistakes, my failures that I don't want to tell you about. All the things that I, 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 I would have a long list of ways that I messed up and I don't want to tell you about them. So I go to him and I tell him. So there's Jesus in the garden. Peter, James, and John, they haven't forsaken him yet. They're going to. They said they, said they never would. One, one verse on the screen, and then we'll move on. That's look up. And I, I, I think you get that. Very, I, I think about this a lot. I, I had to do this the other week when I just felt like everything, everything's wrong, everyone's wrong. You, you know, David, all these things going wrong. His, his merry men, uh, uh, his troop is getting ready to stone him. That last sentence, David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David strengthened himself. When everybody else had left him, when everybody else was going to stone him, David strengthened himself. He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. You're going to need to do that sometime. For some of you, you may need to do that right now. Whether just nobody, nobody wears the exact shoe that you do. But the Father understands. That's look up. That's pretty easy to, not maybe to live through, but it's fairly easy to understand. But the next one is uh, look over. First one is look up. Now look over. As Jesus goes through the prayer, Father, is there any way, is there any way that I can not have to do this? And then there are only a stone's throw away. Jesus, imagine in your mind, looks over. What does he see? Peter, James, and John. Asleep, but they're still there. Why does Jesus have to go through this for them? This is why Jesus has to do this for them. Do you know who them is, right? It's actually us. Jesus looks over. He sees Peter, James, and John. I don't know. I picture them around a tree. It doesn't really say that, but I picture them leaning up against the, against the tree. But he looks over and he, he sees Peter, James, and John. That's why the Father insists that this is, the, this is the will of God because they can't be saved until Jesus goes through this. Uh, the scripture, Mark chapter, if you're looking at your outline, it's also on the screen. Mark chapter 15, 31. And oddly enough, people who didn't believe in Jesus at all say one of the most profound theological statements in Scripture. Likewise, the chief priests also, they mocking among themselves with the scribes, Jesus hanging on a, on a cross, and they, they mocked him, saying, hey, come down off the cross, come... And then they said the most theological true statement in, in Scripture, even people who didn't 
believe in him, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. Exactly. Exactly. He can't do both. The plan of God is that there must be a sacrifice, a payment for sin. Someone must be sacrificed for someone else. Now, I think you get that. I'm going to enter into an area here. This will be similar to last week. I could, I could feel it last week. As you grow in discipleship, it takes steps along the way, and you have to step up, so to speak, or step out, so to speak. You have to take a step, and you have to change what's going on in your mind and in your heart. You have to take steps. Last week, when we got to that point of, of, of uh, I love more people than there are people who, who love me, that's the area right there where disciples kind of stop along the way. Oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to have to deal with all the discouragement and all the things that go along with that. I love more people than there are people who, who love me. I don't like that. I don't like the, the sound of that. I don't want to do that. And so disciples stop. This, we're coming up on an area right here where disciples stop. Just like Jesus asked if he could stop. Father, can, can this whole thing just stop right here? Because I know what's coming next. Can we just stop? The father says, no, we can't. Why? Look over. Because there are three men who are greatly depending on you. And there are uh, nine, uh, eight more men, nine men, who are very greatly depending on you. And there are hundreds that aren't here and there are thousands, and so eventually you say the world is depending on you, Jesus. Now, I want you to see yourself in Jesus' place. Now, we're not the saviors of the world. I'm not talking about a Messiah complex. But I'm talking about this plan of God as he moves and works. He saved others. Himself, he cannot save. He saved others, herself she cannot save. It is the Father reaching people through you in the garden, so to speak. It is taking that situation that we've already talked about that we can kind of grasp, don't have to live through it a whole lot, but we, we, some of us have been there, some of us are there, some of us will be there. The situation where, where it feels like no one understands, no one cares, because they, they don't. And, and God's got you in this incredibly difficult situation. And I want you to look up, because that's really the only place you can look up. But then I want you to look over. And I want you to see that God is, can and will and wants to use you to reach, to teach, to encourage, however he's going to do that, someone else. Here's what I want to say. Just the bottom line is whenever you're going through something, when you're going through a Garden of Gethsemane thing, it's not just about you. It is not just about you. So I want you to look up. I want you to look Oh, over. There's somebody else that this is for. It concerns somebody else. 
There's somebody else that God's trying to reach or teach through what I am having to go through. And I don't want to go through it, but the Father says, yes, you must go through that. Why? Because of the three, because of the nine, because of the twelve, because of whoever, the because of the hundreds that are, that are depending on you. There's somebody depending on you getting through this, going through this. It's not just about you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look up. I want you to pray to the Father. He's the only one who un- understands. I want you to look over because there's somebody else out there, and you may not see him. you got to look for him. But I want you to stop looking in. Because that's what you're doing. By looking in, that means, oh, it's, 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 it's all about me. Oh, look what I'm having to go through. It's all about me. Looking in. Look up. Look over. Stop looking in. Stop looking in. Look over. And look up. Now right here is the thing you don't want to do. It's not all about you. Jesus is, the Father is trying to use you in some way. Work with you. Use you. Reach, teach, encourage someone else. It's not all about you. But we've made it all about us. Because of the pain, the problem, the care. I get it. And the reason I can preach this to you is because I've been through it. And I have no doubt in my mind I'll go through it again. And when I do, I know very well I've got to practice what I preach. Look up. Look over. But stop looking in. Okay. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. We actually used the garden and this Uh, Paul's thorn in the flesh a few weeks ago, and I'm having trouble getting it out of my mind, but here it is. Uh, Paul prays the thorn in the flesh. There's something physically wrong with Paul, and nothing seemed to help, so he's praying to the Father. This feels like the Garden of Gethsemane. And he said to me, Jesus to Paul, remember, just one verse, my grace is sufficient for you, For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Jesus said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. In this case, it's what was physically wrong with Paul. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Leave that verse up. I think that's the last screen. Anyway, sometimes when we're praying, and I I praise the Lord when a few years ago, I finally read that verse and I got it. But sometimes when we're praying and, and, and God says no, because that's exactly what he said, no, Paul, I'm not going to heal you. My grace is sufficient for you. Sometimes when we're praying and God says no, we feel like maybe we're asking too much. That's why God isn't answering my prayer, because I'm asking too much. That's not what that verse says. In fact, the verse says the opposite. Paul said, Lord, I want you to heal me. I want you to heal me. I want you to heal me. So he prays that three times. And he might have thought like, well, I'm I'm asking too much. And, And Jesus said, no, you're not asking too much. You're not asking enough. 
Isn't that what the word sufficient means? And that's why Jesus said, my grace is sufficient. My grace is enough for you. Not your healing. There's not a disciple in the world who wants to hear this. There's a lot of disciples who need to hear this. What you're asking the Lord for is not that it's too much. It's not enough. There's so much more that Jesus wants to do through you than just heal you, than just uh, whatever the prayer request is. There's so much more that he's trying to do, so much more that he wants to do if you'll let him do his perfect work through your weakness. It's not in your strength that God uses you. It's not in your ability. It's not in your talent. It's not in you. It's his power through you. So it's in your weakness that he uses you. Nobody wants to hear that. So I wonder how many millions of people have come to know Jesus because of the Apostle Paul. How many millions of people have come to know Jesus because of the Apostle Paul? And if Jesus had healed him instead, Paul would have went his own way. And I wonder how many millions of people wouldn't have heard about Jesus, wouldn't know about Jesus, if, if Jesus had answered Paul's prayer the way Paul wanted him to. Maybe that's why the Father is not giving you what you're asking for. Because what you're asking for is not enough. And there are disciples asleep under a tree. And there are disciples everywhere who will not be reached unless the Holy Spirit and the Father works through you. Say, man, you know, can God? Yeah, God can do that through you if you'll let him. But it's not going to be through your strengths, but through your weakness. It's not through your talent. It's through your weakness. There's not a disciple in the room who enjoy. I don't enjoy that. But there's just ways that God's going to use me. But they're not all fun. I'm going to ask you to stand. And the musicians come as we get ready to pray. I'm going to ask the congregation to bow your head with me if you would. What I'm asking you to do is look at you in another way, in a different way. What I'm going to ask you to do right now is look at what's going on with you, your situation in a different way. From what you, when you walk into the Lord's house, you, you saw it one way, but now I want you to see it a different way. I want you to look up. When I'm, we're, we're, we're getting ready to pray, and I, I want you to come and pray. And by doing that, you might be saying, I, I don't know who you are and what your, the need is, but you might be saying, I did, there's, just, there's no one un understands, but I know the Father does, and so I'm going to come and pray. But now I also want you, as you're looking up, I want you to look over and understand that there's so many people that, that the Lord can use you to reach through this thing that you wish the Father would take away. Through this thing that you wish and you pray the Father would take away might be the thing that actually reaches people.
people for him. He has an unusual way of doing that through suffering. As Jesus found out in the Garden of Gethsemane, as Paul found out in his prayer, God can do amazing things through weakness. Look up. Look over. Stop looking in. If you need to look up right now, this is what our prayer is. Prayer time is. If you need to come and say, by this, you're just saying, Father, I need help. I need help. And I need to, I need to pray. No one understands. But Father, I believe that you do. If you need to come and pray like that, I've had to pray that countless times. If you need to come and pray like that, as they sing and play, we invite you to come and pray.
Jesus 